2: No, what? Huh?
1: Sleeping on the job again. I'm tired. Why do I always have to do all the work?
2: (laughs) That'll get me awake. That woke you up in
1: a hurry, didn't it? (laughs) So today's topic is boring as but. No, it's not.
2: Well, it's supposed to be, hence the snoring, but it wasn't at all. No.
1: See, this is where I reckon people... Get lost with their money is you say finances and budgeting and those sorts of trigger words, and people like Nicole just not often start dribbling on her shirt. <laughs> so, uh, g'day, listeners, was and Nick here coming mm-hmm. at your ear holes, tradies in business podcast. But you knew that if you were paying attention to the intro, does anyone listen to our intros like the music?
2: I hope so. I really like it. Yeah, I was proud of it. Mm.
1: We, we put a lot of work into that. I think it was about six and a half minutes, wasn't it?
2: I think you put a lot of work into that. (laughs) Well, we
1: paid someone to do it. That's why (laughs) it sounds so good. (laughs) The value of outsourcing. Um, And today is about kind of outsourcing your financial mastery a bit. Oh, yes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, so today's guest is going to talk to you about budgeting and everything in a completely non-boring way. It's not boring. Um, she is not a financial planner or an accountant mm-hmm. or a bookkeeper or a banker or any of those professions. We love you all. Um. We love yous. Well, it's the Jeff Fennick thing. Mm. Do you remember the Jeff Fennick yeah, thing? Yeah, I do. I love yous all. Um, so Anthea is, is a non-boring finance person.
2: Who isn't really a finance person. She's just a very smart person.
1: Yeah. And... I felt like this interview was was a bit like Cameron Marsden bulletproof my business. Yeah, a real surprise a dry package. dry topic, mm. but presented in a way that made good sense. Mm. And it, I was actually sitting here thinking, oh, I want to do some of that. I need to go back and try some of those things myself. I've written a note. You ah. can see it there to go home and have another <laughs> look at my budget. I saw you taking notes during the interview. It was like... What are you writing? (laughs) What are you writing down? (laughs) You were writing notes for yourself. I was. I thought you were writing notes for our listeners. Yep,
2: there's a note there just to talk to the accountant about something (laughs) and then there's a note there to make a sheet for tradies in business Ah, because I've thought of an idea that will help the trade desk members and then there's a note there to have another look at the budget and do a forecast.
1: There you go. Look out. So, even Coxie was inspired after was. today's episode. And
2: I'm normally the one snoring.
1: And on the subject... That's because I'm normally talking, isn't it? mm mm-hmm. Yeah. On the subject of the Trade Desk, just because you mentioned it.
2: Of course I did. <laughs> we, are,
1: we, we are so incredibly proud of the Trade Desk. And not because we made it. Because um, we didn't, actually. The Trade Desk is made by our members, by our Trade Desk members. Uh, we literally did a session with a few of them this morning, some lucky people who mm-hmm. got, uh, got the jump on one of our new products, doing a bit of testing with us. Um, so that was a great session this morning, some, some huge, uh, insights coming out of that. But, um, Anthea, it's today's guest, shares a, a sneaky little tool at the end mm-hmm. that our Trade Desk members get access to by joining. Um, so basically the Trade Desk, what is it? Well, it's our... Actually, I don't know what it is. I keep calling it our premium membership area, but that sounds a bit weird and wanky. It does
2: sound wanky. It's
1: kind of like next level from the podcast. So if you like the podcast mm-hmm. and you get value from these episodes, oh my gosh, go join the Trade Desk. Mind blown. You'll You'll just be getting next level podcast content. But not only that, you get live access to Coxie and I. So if you've ever listened to an episode and thought, oh, I wish I could ask them this, or I wonder what they think about that. Well, guess what? Trade Desk membership gives you access to us every fortnight on a Facebook Live where you can ask us whatever questions you've got. You can heckle us. uh, You can send us stupid emojis (laughs) and stuff.
2: We had a bit of heckling this (laughs) last week, didn't we? (laughs) We're
1: going to have to step up our game. I know. Um, So you get that, but you also get templates and downloads, things like Anthea shared at the end of today's episode, Mm. um, premium content from our partners, um, special offers from our partners, mm-hmm. so there's discounts and value adds and I'm going to draw a breath and let you finish.
2: <gasps> and you, <laughs> you get got, you to be in next. a group. No, I wasn't really paying attention to Warrick <laughs> Waffling on again. You get My favorite bit is you get to be in a group with your peers, right? Some of the best value ever in being in business and business groups and learning how to do business better actually comes from your peers because they've gone... We've structured our group so that we have some really successful business people who have done so much of it and crushed it. They get to share what they know, but then there's a bunch of other people that have just started out in business and they're just learning as they go, and people in the middle. Mm. And all of you come with a, a broad spectrum of experiences that you can share. And there is so much gold in those sharings.
1: We're like it's like we're building a social enterprise just it could for be tradies. New Facebook. Ah, oh, trade book. <laughs> 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 Tradey book. There you go, trade book. Oh, God. Anyway, if you steal that, I'll find you, hunt you down, and I don't know.
2: You actually won't.
1: No, okay, I won't because I'm too scared. And lazy. Anyway, listen to today's episode. It's really cool. It's uh, a subject close to my heart on the finance and the budgeting side, and I was really stoked with the way Anthea presented it all, and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, she seems really cool. So uh, you should go check her out. All the deets are at the end, um, and make sure you join the trade desk. Don't be a knob. Do it today. <laughs> <laughs> So today we have joining us on the Tradies in Business podcast, Anthea from Bright Spenders. And Anthea is going to talk about budgeting and stuff and don't tune out, don't do it. (laughs) Stick with it. Get your finger away from the pause button. Uh, Anthea, welcome to the show.
0: (laughs) What a great... That has to be the worst introduction I've ever had. (laughs) Yes! Yes! Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) Ah, but everybody's listening now, right?
0: Aren't you listeners? They're going to be way more exciting than that, I have to tell you.
1: (laughs) This is is exactly why I let people do their own intros because... You suck at them. Well... I I can't even introduce myself. How am I going to introduce somebody else? I
2: think introducing yourself is actually harder than introducing a guest.
1: Oh, absolutely. I hate it. Mm. I hate doing that. It sounds so wanky. Mm. But, Anthea, you're not wanky at all. You're going to talk about money today, (laughs) which is everybody's uh, hot topic in 2019. So, uh, Bright Spenders. So, you help people spend more money on stuff. Is that right?
0: I help people spend more money on stuff that they really value and less on the stuff that they don't value like credit card debt, interest repayments, um, bounced bill payments, all the extra fines that you have, all that kind of stuff that you get when you're not managing your money real good. Nice That's a fantastic answer. Oh, I was going to say the same
2: thing. No, do we just throw it straight to the guests and they can start the podcast? Because yeah, yeah. Anthea is ten times better at it than you are. Oh, absolutely. Thank <laughs> you.
0: I'm just going to
1: hang my headphones up. Oh, Tallan,
2: I'll get <laughs> you some tissues.
1: <laughs> so, Anthea, how do you do what it is that you do? How do you get people to spend less money on credit cards and stuff? When we yeah. are so wired and primed and educated in our modern society, this is a bit of a victimy kind of statement, yeah, but listen it's not to my fault. Oh, come on, it's Friday. Mm. Um, but we are, like we live in this world of consumption and, and you've just got to look at social media to see how badly we need more stuff. Um, how, mm. how on earth do you actually change that for people?
0: Uh, look, it's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Um, and I just want to say that I get it. You know, the whole reason that I do what I do is because we had. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say a massive consumption problem, but we had a we had a lack of awareness problem, basically, yep. about ten years ago, and. We're both self-employed, um, and we had these really unpredictable incomes. You know, my husband has a business where he's a musician. He's a guitarist, and he trades rare guitars. That's like his primary business. He also teaches. He also does gigs, and but you know, his income's really like one day he can sell a fifty thousand dollar guitar, and then nothing for ages, and then maybe a set of strings, and you know, it'll just it's just really up and down. Um, And so we got ourselves into this situation where we had this huge mortgage living in Sydney, living in a lovely part of Sydney, but in a tiny apartment with two little kids and a lot of outgoings. And because we were self-employed, we just never really, um, we just never really thought that you could budget unpredictable incomes for starters. Mm, mm. Um, And, You know, I don't think we were particularly extravagant in our spending at all. Like, it just was a situation where, you know, we we had this big mortgage. Rick had kept remortgaging to kind of pay out his ex-wife and pay out his ex-partner and single parent his daughter and, you know, like maybe the occasional overseas trip. But it wasn't like we were really, you know, living massively. But we did, you know, go to the cafe quite a lot and, you know, we just were, were burning through it basically and had very little awareness. So, um, and that's the thing, you know, often people are not, you know, living these amazing lifestyles but they have no idea how much they actually need to be bringing in to cover mm. all of those basic essentials, all of the predictable regular bills that we have but also all the unpredictable expenses that we have. So things like, you know, sometime in the next five years, you're going to need a new driver's licence. You're going to need new car tyres in the next three years, new car battery in the next three years, (laughs) a new fridge probably sometime in the next ten years. You know, all of those replacement items for things that we just we, we know about the ones that are in front of our faces, like the electricity bills and the insurance and the rent and mortgage payments and all that. Yep. But we kind of, when we, we know that those other ones are going to happen, but we're just like, oh, I'll just hope hope I've got the money. <laughs> so it's a bit of, there's a lot of winging it going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what we were like. We were winging it big time, you know, until we went to our accountant and, they, and he said to us, right, so... Yeah, this massive mortgage and you're doing it on half an income because basically I was, you know, child-rearing. I had two little babies at the time and I was hardly working. And how's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that had to be the most embarrassing conversation yeah. that yep. both of us had. And, you know, poor Rick felt totally demoralised thinking, you know, that he wasn't doing a good job and all of that kind of stuff. But... The really good thing about it was that it was a massive wake-up call for us and we knew that if we didn't turn it around and get it in the direction that we wanted it to go, um, we had to make some hard decisions about selling and moving out of Sydney and all that kind of stuff and that proved to be, I think, a really good decision in the long run. You know, maybe we could have held on tooth and claw you know and I could have got a full-time corporate job and you know Mm -hmm. with two little babies and but I just think I just you know I didn't want to do that so we didn't do that we sold up but I just knew if we didn't handle this this problem of no awareness around what we are spending, we'd just end up in the same Mm. position again. So that is a very circuitous roundabout (laughs) answer to your question, which I don't even know if I've really answered that. What was the question again? The question (laughs) (laughs) was... Anyway, you, you yeah, maybe ask me a follow-up question to that. No,
1: no, that's all good. And and look, that backstory is, is awesome because mm. it does give people a really good insight into, I guess, where you've come from and what you've experienced. Uh, and it's one of the things we, we like about lots of our guests on the show here is that they have been through a lot of the struggles that our listeners are experiencing or have experienced or are yet to experience. Sorry, listeners, but you're probably going to go through it at some point. Uh, and so... Were you working in finance or something, Anthea? I'm I'm curious to know if you had a background in the industry or if you've come at this from a different angle.
0: Yeah, so I am not an accountant. I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm not a financial planner and that's probably a good thing actually because my understanding of all of those three, um, well, financial planners are a little bit different but accountants and bookkeepers are fabulous at what they do they get you compliant for tax they help you minimize tax you know and those things are crucial you know and they get your books organized but they are very backward looking so they look at what you spent and categorize it and get you ready for tax but they don't look forwards you know rarely do they look forwards and occasionally they might give you like a like a, an excel spreadsheet budget or a mm. you know just a paper budget and you've got to try and figure it out on your own and so um basically we i in looking for a solution i tried lots of different things i tried the excel spreadsheets i tried whatever our accountant gave us at the time which i can't really remember what that was but um Must have been i tried, good. i gave rick like a journal for him to write down every single freaking coffee that he had and <laughs> he, i bet he loved that <laughs> He hated it. He hated me. He rolled his eyes every time, but he did it. God mm. bless him. And by the end of the year, we had a really good handle on what we had spent, you know, past tense, like yep. where it was going. Yep. But it never helped me answer that million-dollar question which I had, which was, okay, so I, I know what I spent, what we spent, but how, what I want to know is how much do I need to have in my account today to cover everything that's coming at me, Mm -hmm. you know, to cover all of the predictable expenses, all the unpredictable expenses, all the long-term expenses and also factor in for our goals, Mm -hmm. you know, because we want to be able to put money away for super. You know, we're self-employed. Most people who are self-employed are shocking at putting money away for super. What's super? Um, (laughs) Yeah. not very super no so um you know all those things i want to be able to like plug it all in and then know what my bank balance needs to be today to cover Mm. it all okay Mm. and so um and so that's what this program does this program came along about 10 nine years ago for us um and at the time it was a dinky little kind of downloadable software from like it was um windows based and we had Macs, and we had to like do all this stuff to make it work, but it was really worth it. Um, and it was created by a, a guy up on the sunshine coast called David Wright, who, um, it was called simply budgets at the time. And you kind of worked through his system and plugged it all in and he gave you support and that sort of thing. And, um, and, and it was, it was just amazing. <laughs> like, It allowed us to be able to project forwards and have like create the perfect spending year basically Mm, and know that every bill that we had was going to be paid on time, that however much money we wanted to put towards savings or debt pay down was going to happen and then it would just tell us, you know, we would check in once a week and it would say this is what your bank bank balance needs to be today to get to all those goals. And so we started doing that. It just, within the first couple of years, we, I think paid off about 50 grand off our new mortgage. We bought a couple of investment properties, but the best thing was that ever since, you know, and those things are great, but ever since then, we have just always known exactly what our bank balance needed to be every single day of the year for the last nearly 10 years. And so we never, we don't worry about money like we used to. We just always know as long as we check in, as long as we follow the plan, we're going to get to our goals. It's a no-brainer. Hmm. And so I, we just used it for ages. And then um, he took it, he created um, a system where you can't actually buy that software on its own anymore. He knew that people actually needed to work with someone one-on-one to get this stuff happening and so you can only um, use the system through someone like me who actually works with you to get it set up, to get it customised um, and to suit your life. So I just loved it so much. I told a million friends about it and so then I just decided, well, it's a no-brainer for me to start working with other people. You know, I feel so passionate about it. Um, and so, yeah, I started started doing that a couple of years ago and, you know, the rest is history really. I've, I work with people all around Australia now. You know, I've got probably about eight clients in Perth going at the moment and Brisbane, Adelaide, you know, they're just regional areas, they're all over the place. And, um, yeah, so that's my background. Um, I, I call myself a spending planner, which... Um, <laughs> Like I kind of to people who don't really understand, I, I really say really when I'm a I'm a budgeting specialist. Yeah, yeah. But I hate the word budget because it's people can't <laughs> stick to them. Um, Politicians can't boring. even stick to them. How the hell are no, individuals no. going to do it? Exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> I'm interested to know, Anthea. There's a lot of shame around money for a lot of people, either we've got too much and our friends don't have enough and we feel embarrassed because we can afford something they can't, that's probably a bit rare but does happen. Or, you know, I can't pay all my bills and I'm really embarrassed and if I walk down the street I might see someone I owe money to and it's just shame. There's a lot of shame associated with money. How do you get past that with clients or potential clients so that they're in a position in which they're ready to talk to you about money and making better choices?
0: Ah, look, it's such a, it's such a good question. It is absolutely, I would say the most private thing that anyone experiences. Mm. So when I'm talking to clients, you know, I always, I mean, you know, they'll go to my website and it's all about, you know, confidential chat. You know, what, what we talk about doesn't go anywhere you know it's and and i just really try and make people feel like they are so not alone who i mean did you ever learn about budgeting at school no chances are you didn't and even if you did it was probably some very basic you know mm. monthly money in money coming out you know not not any kind of um dynamic nature to it at all yep. and so none of us ever learnt this stuff. Our parents just sort of bumbled along. If we learnt stuff from them, then fantastic, but most of us didn't. I was given a credit card at 18, you know, because that's the way that mm. my parents did things. And I still have that credit card at 35 and, and you know, the balance had just gone up and up and up. Mm. And I'd never learnt how to save. I'd never learnt how to budget. It was just all awash. Yep. Um, and 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 that's what I'm finding with so many people out there. You know, um, so, some people are genetically, it's genetically programmed into them that they're <laughs> savers. But for most people, that even the ones who are savers, you know, they still there's a there's a tight fisted kind of nature about yeah. saving where they don't yep. really know whether they can afford to do X, Y, and so they don't do it at all. Kind mm, yeah, of thing. Yeah. Whereas whereas I work with clients so that they can see the full picture, so that they can know that they can spend money on certain things because it's all programmed in. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's and shift. um and you know often you'll find you've got the husband or the wife or, you know, if it's a gay couple, you know, I'm not discrimi- discriminatory at all. But one part of the couple is the saver, one is the spender and they're really not aligned. And so this is a big part of the problem. You've got a couple who are conflicted around money, who have different values around money and part of what I do is bring them onto the same page, put it all in the same system so that they can see it clearly and they can make those decisions together about about what they do but um so I feel like I'm blabbering on again Nicole but Mm. to answer your question um yeah it is nothing to be ashamed of and it is a very private thing and I'm so ultra aware of that and so you know I don't talk about you know I mean it's like a doctor kind Mm. of Mm. psychologist relationship it is so private I don't talk about any of this stuff with anyone it doesn't you know, it doesn't go anywhere. And, you know, I just find that most people, a couple of months in, they feel, are feeling so much control about it that they're able to then share that, you know, they had a bit of a problem with money and now, it, do you know what I mean, like once oh, they're yeah. past that. yeah, yeah. Um, But, yes, no judgment from me. I've been there. Well,
1: and I think that's the thing so many of us have, Mm. I'd say probably all of us, bar a very, very small percentage of people have been at some stage in their life broke or couldn't pay all their bills on time or, you know, didn't have enough for, uh, I don't know, school fees or whatever it is, right? And. But mm. so often the solution is and I was I was a financial planner for eight years of my life um, yeah and did what I called back in the day wealth coaching so trying to re-educate people about their spending and you know in business I think it's interesting you know I see people in business who try and save their way to prosperity but then personally they're trying to spend their way to prosperity uh, mm. and it's like this weird um, paradox between the two but uh, you know personally it's like I just need to make more money I need a pay rise um, you know my business needs to make more money uh, and and it's like well is that the answer or do you just need to actually look at what you're spending and as you've said about alignment is make sure that's in alignment with your values as well because so much of it just becomes unconscious spending mm. on things mm. I know there wasn't a question in there. Uh No, there wasn't. You're rambling again.
2: (laughs) Uh, I think from our own experiences, you and I have spoken about this on the show before, there's a period of time in my life where I had somebody do everything for me. Now, I was probably, well, I know I was quite capable of doing it myself, but I was so busy being busy, I didn't have time to do Mm. anything. And so, Mm. I would pay these people to come and clean, garden, wash the cars, You name it, somebody did it for me because I just was busy being busy. It didn't mean that I was making any more money. No. And so, there came a point in time where all that had to go and I now manage, albeit difficultly at times, but I can fit all that in. I'm saving all that money or I'm not spending that money, which means it can go somewhere else. Mm. So, yeah.
1: So the question around that, Anthea, is uh, thank you for giving me time to think, Coxie. You're welcome. I should have done some thinking music. But how how do you you shift people's um, approach, I guess, when their paradigm is I need to make more money uh, because that seems easier than actually pegging some of their spending, which is quite unseen and unconscious. How do you shift
0: that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, in some cases there there is a need to make more money. So, <laughs> if you're um, sitting on the couch but, playing Xbox. Yeah, but, you know, Get a job. I think, um, yeah, so it's, it's really a combination but I, we always start with people's expenses mm. because when people are clear about what their expenses are, then they can actually get a handle on how much income they need to bring in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they can make decisions about, you know, so I'll give you an example. Um, a, a couple that I started working with in the last sort of month or so, they have a handyman business in Sydney and they mm-hmm. have 12 guys working for them and, um, and she the wife she um she manages all the finances and she used to be a, an hr manager in a, a big um a, a, a big tv network or something like mm-hmm. that in sydney and so she's sort of um, come from this big corporate background and and earning a lot of money, like a shitload of money, mm-hmm. on I don't know maybe two hundred and fifty grand a year or something like that, and used to live used to living a big lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so now you know she's and and they're doing really well in their business. They're turning over you know a lot, a lot in their business, and it's a very successful handyman business. Um, but they've been spending like when she was on her corporate income and Mm. so you know she she, um I think even before I think it was after our first meeting and we got you know the top sort of I always get people to get the sort of top five to ten uh predictable expenses into their spending plan before we talk Mm -hmm. um and so we got to that meeting and she said oh I just I, like part of this process for me is actually front is actually confronting with someone else and actually looking at what we've been spending and she said I'm just like five areas I've decided I'm going to cut down on. I'm going to I'm going to cut down the foxtel plan to a, a not the full bells and whistles plan. I'm going to not spend I don't know 260 bucks every time I go to the hairdresser. I'm going to do it for you know 150 instead or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I think she's spending more. Um, I'm we're going to actually buy wine in bulk rather than going to Dan. Ah and- <laughs> uh, okay. yes. Every day and buying $22 bottles of wine, um, his haircuts or something. There was something else. Oh, the ciggies. She's like, I'm totally going to give up the cigarettes. Yeah. Anyway, just, just in those five areas, do you want to have a guess at how much they're going to save over the next 12 months? Just in five areas. Have a guess. Ten grand. I'm so going high higher. Higher.
2: Really?
1: Holy moly.
2: Well, the cigarettes, hello, they cost a bunch. 15. Higher. This is like an auction. 20. Do I hear 20?
0: Higher. (laughs) No way. $23,000. Wow. In just five areas of spending. Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's not, I mean, apart from the cigarettes, which is quitting them, which is a good idea anyway. Sure. um, The other things weren't you know, stopping them all together. It was just no, by reducing smarter. them a little bit or that's a big right. bit. That's right.
0: The wine was a big one, I have to say. Yeah, that, was, that was a massive leak.
2: 22 bucks a bottle. But like yep. you say, when you were in that lifestyle, that is part of that lifestyle, right? You were earning 250K. That's what all yep. your friends are drinking. <laughs> Being there, I used done to that. do the same. That's just <laughs> like the way it is in that, in that, I guess, I don't even know what you'd call them, that subset of... Income mm. earners, that's the standard, I suppose. Yeah. Well, we we
1: um, convince ourselves that yes, that's, well said. that's the way, I don't know, if it needs to be but that's just how it is and that's the level of life.
0: Crikey. Yeah, she said life wasn't living if you couldn't drink $22 bottles of wine every day but um, she just decided that. Actually, you know, you buy them in bulk. Actually, they're still pretty good. Like, yeah. I love it. And, yeah. and it
1: is about what's important to you. I went through a phase in my life a bunch of years ago um, <clears throat> where <laughs> I was listening to you tell that story. I thought, only $22? Wow, that's cheap wine. <laughs> uh, but, but seriously, I went through this crazy phase and I look back on it now and I know I've just shared it publicly to thousands of people, but yep, anyway, we're all listening. Um, where like anything less than $40 a bottle for wine was like, oh, I'm not drinking that.
2: Were you drinking that frequently?
1: Ah, uh, yes. Mm. Every week.
0: Every week.
1: couple couple of those bottles would go down the hatch every weekend. Mm. And then during the week was yeah. the cheaper quaffing wine, <laughs> uh, yeah, which, was yeah. <laughs> which was sort of, you know, 20 to 30. And then yeah. wondered how the hell I got myself in strife financially. And mm. I was a financial planner. I should know this stuff, right? Yes, but
2: it's incidental. You don't even think about it. It
1: is. And that's that's what I wanted to talk about was how Mm. sneaky a lot of these things are um, that I think, I don't know, somehow we delude ourselves into thinking that it's not that bad
0: yeah well, I think it the thing is that we just live such busy, stressful lives, don't we? And so we just go through the week and it and it's just those daily decisions that we're making about spending, yeah that at the time we just think, oh, it's you know it's only twenty two dollars for the bottle or whatever, but it adds up over time. you know mm-hmm. another another of my clients they've been you know blowing five hundred bucks a week on the pokies on a Friday night, wow. you know. Jeez. That's twenty six grand a year.
1: That's a it's new a car.
0: Lot, yeah. It's a lot of. It's a new car. Absolutely, yeah.
2: But so, they, that's a totally know, different piece ma- isn't it?
0: You know, there's probably listeners who are listening and going, "Oh, well, I don't spend that much on that. Yeah. Or, I don't. I don't smoke. I don't gamble, or whatever."
2: Write it down, um, though.
0: But you know, you can blow yeah. a lot of money at the grocery store if you're not if if you're not sticking to. Are, are, are weekly and this is what uh, this is sort of part of getting into what I do what I recommend is that you build fences around your finances you, you put those fences up around your accounts and what I recommend is for people who are on a wage um, and also people who are self-employed so if you're self-employed you're gonna have your business account you're gonna have your tax account Um, And you're also going to have your personal account. So you need three basic personal accounts. You need a regular predictable bills account for anything that has a date and an amount of money attached to it. So rent, mortgage payments, school fees, electricity bills, even birthdays and Christmas are regular and predictable. Everyone has a birthday same time every year. You know what you want to budget for. Christmas is the same. It happens every year. So it's predictable. So, and we work out how much do we need coming into that account. We decide what the personal drawings need to be into that account. And then we have two other accounts for one is for unpredictable expenses. So things that are a bit rubbery, a bit sort of um, like things like clothing, things like car repairs, things like, medical expenses, you're going to need that money. It's not a matter of when, sorry, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to need that money. So we need Mm -hmm. a a regular amount going into that account so that when you need it, you can draw on that. Mm -hmm. And the other account is for weekly expenses. So this is, I call this the triple FI. So it's food, fuel, fun and incidentals. So your groceries, your fuel, Maybe you run that through the business, so that might not be part of that account. It just Mm -hmm. depends on your situation. Fun might be, you know, weekly fun. Like you you decide you always want to have a couple of coffees a week or dinner on a Friday night with the family, Mm -hmm. go to the pub or whatever. So we, we... Make allowances for that, and the other one is incidentals, which is might be just twenty bucks for a packet of nails, or I don't know. Girl guides come to the door, and you need to buy some cookies or whatever. They still do. So we decide. Mm -hmm. What's that? Do they still do that? Sell cookies? (laughs) They do. (laughs) Probably not. It's probably all (laughs) digital.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Subscription.
0: One of those, you know, chocolate Cadbury, you know, (laughs) (laughs) donation. Yeah, that no one home makes anything anymore. Um. (laughs) So um, we decide how much does that need to be factoring in the, the total picture of all of your spending and your goals and everything and say it's, I don't know, 350 or $400 a week or whatever or 250 whatever your budget can cope with, we create a regular transfer into that account and you live off that mm. and that's what you live off for the week. And so if you get to day sort of five or six and there's no money there, then that is a really clear sign that you need to slow down, mm. eat out of the pantry for 24 hours until the new instalment comes in, and that just that one thing alone gives people real boundaries around their money because they know that's how much I've got. Mm. When the money runs out, that's it. You know, we're we're just um, we're just staying home basically. But yeah.
1: It's kind of like going back to the old system, uh, showing my age a bit, <clears throat> before internet banking where, you know, I had envelopes. I love the envelope most, system. Most younger, well, yeah. older people that were young back then. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'd put money in an envelope for the phone bill for when it came in and for the power bill. And, you know, my housemate would stick the money on the counter and we'd put that in the envelope for groceries for that week. And uh, it's essentially just doing that but obviously digitally with online banking and
0: everything now we can exactly. have 20
1: accounts and it doesn't cost any extra money. So,
0: Yeah, exactly. Cool and, you sense. know, like you can, you can set up those accounts. Like people listening in can go and set up those accounts and, and try and work out, you know, what you need for unpredictable expenses and create those transfers and that, that's all, that, that will be a massive difference to what you're doing at the moment. What the software that we work with provides though is that is that additional insight into exactly how much those amounts need to be for each and looking at your cash flow over time so that you can predict when there's going to be a real um, trough and, you know, maybe, you know, in two months' time you've got lots of things coming at once so you need to just Really, you know, we need to come up with a strategy. It's all about strategy, really, and looking at what do you want to achieve, um, and how can we make that happen in the in the quickest time.
2: Anthea, tell me, does the software is it going to tell my husband when I buy a sneaky pair of shoes and I haven't re- You know, they just sort of appear in the cover? I've had them for ages, babe. What are you talking about? They're not new. I've always had that dress. Yes. Is he going to tell? And, is and the gonna, other Am three I going like. to be exposed here or? or? Here comes my no, fear. no,
0: no. That is that is <laughs> one of the good things. Um, it there is no it, there's no connection to bank feeds or anything like that. So um, what? This is a forward looking program. So everything else I've ever come across is all will tell you what you spent your money on. Yeah. So yeah. that's where the bank feeds, you know, that that will actually show up the shoes that you bought last week for <laughs> 400 bucks mm. or whatever. Mm. Whereas this is more we, it's it's the goalposts that you want to kick through. Yeah. Mm. And it gives you that plan for you know this this is how much you want to spend on clothing or shoes or whatever and. We're going to hit, well, like all you need to worry about is just hitting that target each Mm. week basically Mm. and knowing that if you do that, then you're going to get to whatever that goal is. So, you know, whether your decision to buy a pair of shoes, it's not going to be reflected in the spending plan other than you are behind target this week. And you can have that dirty I'm little sure secret. sure I can and blame it on his iced coffees you. or something. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean you have permission to buy more shoes, Coxie. Not, not that
1: I have a say in that. On husband. Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs>
2: you poor bugger.
1: So it sounds exactly like what we do with our tradies in business um, clients is setting budgets and forecasts. So we're looking forward for 12 months in the business to say, yep. here's your revenue target. And then mm-hmm. you can tell your salespeople or your marketing team, even if if that's you, listener, if you're a sole trader or a small business, of crikey, well, how many clients do I need to get and how much revenue do I need to make so I can pay the car lease and the, you know, the the work cover and everything else? It's it's actually translating that over to a personal forecast, isn't it?
0: Yes, that that is exactly right. Um I do actually oh my work gosh, I got with, something right. <laughs> I do. That that's exactly right. Well, I do work with clients on both, but I always say start with your personal mm. um expenses. Because if you can get a handle on what you need to live as a basic amount, then that's gonna inform you know what, what you need to bring in. And then that will inform what what revenue you need to generate in your business in order to do that. So it's really important to kind of do things one step at a time. So we do the personal spending plan and then we can also do it for the business as well if if they want to do that. Um, Yeah, exactly right. You have to start with your expenses. Mm. Once you know all the dates of everything, you know, Um, Or or all of your wages that you're paying, all of the equipment, hire or, you know, all of those costs, all your GST, you know, all of those things, we put those in first and then, then we'll know, you know, what you need to be generating basically to cover those things. Yep. And, and also what I really like about it is I use it for my business as well is I can do the modeling on, well, what if scenarios, yeah. like what yep. if I decided to, you know, bump up my advertising? Could I afford to do that? What would I need to mm-hmm. cre- uh, create in terms of revenue in order to cover that,
1: yeah. that yep. cost? We, yeah. we used to do all that stuff 20 years ago with spreadsheets and it was a nightmare, so much work
0: Yeah, <laughs> to create yeah, all, yeah. all that
1: what-if modelling and, and scenarios. So
0: Yeah, um, no need wonderful to do software.
1: That. Anthea, I wanted to, to just sort of go back a little bit on something and get you to expand on it. Um, yeah. How important is it uh, to separate business and personal accounts? Super
0: important, super, super important. <laughs> and you know that already. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're laughing at me. Um, yeah, why? Why is, is that so important? Yeah, it. Uh, I. When it's all in together, it is a total muddle for people. Mm. They just can't see. They can't see what's what, and they can't see what they need to sustain their lifestyle and what they need to sustain their business and it is so critical to separate them out and once people and, and often what i find is people are just living off their credit cards mm. so they will just max out their credit card every single month and then they'll scramble to try and pay off you know as much as they can and often they're not being able to pay, pay, pay it off in full so they're paying interest payments and Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, a a never ending cycle and they really because they're doing that, they have no idea what they actually need to live off, you know, and and I I get people um, just switching off their credit cards in the sense that they don't use their credit cards anymore for payments. Like if if they really, really want to for points or whatever, we can work with that, but Mm. Ideally, you just wouldn't use credit cards. You you don't have to anymore. Visa debit cards will do everything that a credit card can do. Mm-hmm. And then we run everything through the business account, bills account or the personal bills account. And then the spending plan will just tell us what we need yep. to pay off that debt slowly over time or quickly or whatever, depending on what the cash flow is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, eventually you just get rid of the get rid of the credit cards and just use the visa debit cards yep, yep. um and and the same thing with people with overdrafts as well obviously you' if you you know you've got an overdraft that can all be accounted for, but the end goal would be to just slowly inch your way out of that overdraft so that you're not using it over time and you're yeah. just using cash flow to um, cash flow everything
1: yeah yeah. So you bring up credit cards as well. I know it's, uh, everybody loves to have lots of credit cards and max them out and pay heaps of interest. Um, well, you'd think that based on Australia's uh, levels of debt. Uh, now, for the people that say, oh, but I, I get the points, you know, and, and shouldn't you do this thing where you use a credit card and use the bank's money and then, <laughs> you know, pay off each, each 45 days or whatever your thing is. What's your take on all of that?
0: Um, look, it it can be done, um, but I would say that what most people are not factoring in is those unpredictable expenses and mm. that's where they get into trouble because they're factored in the predictable expenses. They think they can use the credit card and pay it off each month, but then when something unpredictable hits, they've already maxed out their card, um, you know, and it's just it's that creep thing that happens yeah. over time. Yeah. Um, and if they're doing it for the points, you know, I, I, I get that, but really when you look at it in the wash, you're really not getting that much value for the, for the amount of times that you're whipping out that credit card and, and the interest that you're paying on it. Like it's really not really worth it in the long run. If, if you, if you can, you know, if you were my client and I could say, can you guarantee me that you can pay this bugger off every single month and you have an emergency savings account that if someone died and you had to fly overseas, if you had a ma- major mechanical malfunction with a car or you got sick for a few weeks, do you have a stash of money there that you can rely on? Mm. You know, And if they can tick those boxes, I'll say, yeah, okay, well, we can work with that but yep. it's, it's not ideal. And, you know, most people have very little control around the credit cards and they, they just get into more and more problems over time. It's better to take them out of the picture.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I have a, I have a couple, uh, of, of tradies. I know that they use credit cards to pay their business expenses. um, They have someone in house, you know, an accountant in house that manages all of that and it gets cleared every month. They pay no interest on the card. Yeah. And they're pumping tens of thousands of dollars through and they're just raking in the reward points.
0: Yes. Um, Yes.
1: You know, they're getting the benefit. But I I did this exercise personally a little while ago because I got married uh, not so long ago. And so my wife and I combined all of our accounts and got new credit cards and all that sort of stuff. And I had a look at the rewards programs. And I actually sat down and this is how my brain works. I sat down and worked out the dollar value of the points that you would get over the year with, you know, based on our level of of household expenditure. And it barely makes sense to pay the annual fee on the the reward card versus having a low rate card if you're going to do it that way. Now my wife yeah. and I don't pay interest because we, we clear the, the balance owing every month. Um, mm-hmm. And we just use it to literally collect points, which works okay. Yeah. But yeah. I tell you what, the rewards programs nowadays, you're almost better off saving the money on the card fee and doing mm-hmm. what you're saying, Anthea, and just having a Visa debit card because you get stuff all, yeah. points per dollar. And then to use them, they've been increasing how many points you need to get the same $100 worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. So... I can share my spreadsheet with anyone that cares oh <laughs> where, I, where I did the calculations, but it's like, yeah, and it's 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 a marketing ploy, right? The, mm. the whole rewards point system mm. is a way yeah. for banks to suck us into thinking that it's worth having a credit card. Yeah, absolutely, and paying a four hundred dollar yeah. annual fee to get a fancy black one that looks good when you hand it over at the
0: yeah, at the and store. and I don't know many people Warwick who would who are you know so. Um, <laughs> mistrusting <laughs> what i want to say uh, no, no, no. i'm trying to find the right word to describe you but just uh oh. there's no s- one word
1: i've, I've, it, I've heard most of no. you Anthea. <laughs> anal uh weird yeah
0: you just you love nerding out on that stuff and there will be people out there who are like that but most of us are just like oh my god no they wouldn't they wouldn't bother doing that and they wouldn't bother having um real control about it so if you have you know an an inside accountant who can manage this stuff really really closely and make Mm. sure that it is paid off absolutely at the end of every month and you know you've got some savings there that you can draw on when you need them then you know it it could work for you but I don't know that yeah I mean if your if your business is just putting so much money through the credit card and you're getting lots of points, then, yeah, I, I get it. Hmm. You know, I'd, I'd want some of that too. Um,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: But I'd want to have a bloody good system for keeping it under yeah. control.
1: Someone trustworthy managing it instead of mm. me.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, you do all right. Don't write yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. down.
1: No, I just mean, you know, if, if I was doing that in my business, it's yeah. like I'd want a system, yeah. like Anthea said, um, where, you know, there's some, there's some processes to follow. Yep, uh, you'd
2: make a spreadsheet and there'd be reminders in the yep. calendar and there'd be a great big red hand that come and punch you <laughs> if you didn't do it by the right time. No
1: more coffee was. Uh, cool. So
2: I like, that. I like the punching hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my daily dreams, Anthony. I'm always thinking about the big red hand coming and punching something. Well, you just want to it's punch terrible, people. terrible, isn't it? <laughs> That's what Not you people. Like it. You know these people on the road who want to punch their cars out of the way? Yeah. But other than that, no.
1: So, uh, answer a question I like to ask all of our guests is if you had our thousand tradies in the room, yes. um, but if you had a thousand tradie business owners in yeah. a room, what is one piece of advice or pearl of wisdom or knowledge bomb you would love to leave them with?
0: Yeah. Um, I, I reckon building fences around your finances is is the thing that I really want to leave people with. So separating out those different types of expenses. So the predictable expenses, anything that's got a date and an amount of money, um, anything that's unpredictable goes in a separate account and weekly expenses in a separate account and, and bloody separating out your business with your personal. Yeah. yeah. That's a big one. Yeah, if you absolutely. Can, If you can do that, that is going to make such a big difference mm. to your clarity. You know, what What I find is sometimes like I, there's kind of two types of people. One is, you know, the, the type of person who has the one account or maybe two accounts for everything and they're often living off the credit cards and then there's another type of person who has a gazillion different savings accounts and all of them have got really cute names and all that kind of stuff. But there's just like taking money from here to pay this one and it's just like flying around left, right and centre. And there's like both of those are not good, mm, you know. Yep. Like you need, to yep. have, you need to have some fences and some separation but you don't need to go nuts. I yep. mean what I, I, get, I get what they're trying to do. It's like an envelope system within their bank accounts and mm-hmm. I totally get that but you don't need to go that far. You know,
1: um, well, if it's too complex, yeah. it it doesn't it doesn't get yeah, used, exactly. and it's too hard to then keep a track of um, what is going on, like you say. Uh yeah. So to get that snapshot view every week of how much do I need in the account, it's like, well, I don't know because it's yeah. spread over seventeen accounts. So how much should be in this one versus that one versus this one? So yeah, that's right. Great advice. Great mm. advice. Yeah. Well, Anthea, thank you. I'm still awake, uh, but. <laughs> But I've got a spreadsheet about credit card rewards. Look, schemes. I'm
2: still awake and I hate talking about money. So you've done exceptionally well.
1: And I'm pretty sure our listeners are still – I actually – I was sitting here thinking, I reckon there would be some podcast listeners sweating bullets right yeah. about now because they're like, oh, shit. I need to I need to do something about this Mm. because I'm one of those people that has all of my business and personal all in the same account Mm. uh, Mm. and four maxed out credit cards. So uh, if that's you, listeners, Anthea is about to tell you where to go to find out more about what she does. Where is that? Well,
0: actually. Yeah, I, happy to. I've actually got a really good tool that people can use, totally
1: free. You just oh, well, hang on a second, hang on a second. So, yeah. so sorry to butt in, Anthea, um, <laughs> yeah. but because I hate editing, I'm going to cut you off. Uh, so that that tool, um, and I don't even know what it is because you've just about to drop that. Um, listeners, if you want the tool, go and join the Trade Desk. That's right. So Anthea is about to share uh, some extra special gold. With you, if you become a member of the trade desk, and the easiest way to do that, apart from actually joining, is to go to tradiesinbusiness.com.au forward slash trade desk, as in the trade desk that you would find at your local hardware store. Um, go to the trade desk, join up, and in the, uh, the bonus content area of the trade desk, you'll find Anthea's little uh, tool that she's about to share with us. So, um, yeah. for the regular listeners, we love you. <laughs> and we know you get lots of value, but uh, we're going to say goodbye to you right now. And uh, Let
2: Anthea tell everyone
0: where she's and then,
1: from, though. And then Anthea is going to tell us about her little uh, her little tool. But before that, if you do want to find out more about it, what's the best way to do that, Anthea? Yeah,
0: so um, just brightspenders.com.au. Nice. Easy peasy. Awesome.
1: Um,
0: also on Facebook, brightspenders.com. Not on Instagram, trying to just like limit my social media a bit at the moment, but probably will happen eventually. <laughs> um, not really on Twitter, just really Facebook and the cool. website. Uh, Great. that's enough, and um, yeah, so either of those places perfect.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Nancy.
2: Thank yeah, you for making money you want fun of me to tell you
0: about when people go to the trade desk, what they can get. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can wet their okay. appetite a bit more. Go for it.
0: Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. So, the snapshot tool will help them get a really good handle on their income and their expenses, their total expenses, not just the regular predictable bills expenses, but also those ongoing expenses that most people are not factoring in. Brilliant. So, if, if, you, if you do that, um, you'll get a really good snapshot of your other year's worth of spending and you'll see very clearly about whether you're spending more than you're earning. It'll give you that feedback and it also comes with a wealth planner as well. So if you're wanting to retire in the next 5, 10 years or whatever, it it will kind of help you plan that out. So, you know, what do you need to do in order to get there? Awesome. So that's what you can get.
1: That is, that is worth at least a carton of beer.
0: Absolutely. And, that,
1: and that's all it costs to join the Trade Desk and stay there every month There's a carton of beer a month. See, we're saving people we saving 49 people months a-, a month by not spending of it on course beer. We are. Um, Andrea, thanks again for uh, for coming on the show. It's been great to have you here and, and great chat about finances and budgeting and stuff, which, uh, to be honest, when I hear that sort of topic that guests are going to talk about, I think oh, this could go one or two ways. <laughs> and yours went yeah. the good way. So, it did go the good way. Well done. I'm giving you the thumbs up on that oh, one. And, uh, <laughs> thanks, and yeah, guys. make sure you check Anthea out at brightspenders.com.au. And uh, for Trade Desk members, make sure as soon as you finish uh, listening to this episode, you either go and join or go and log in and um, check out that, uh, that tool that we're about to go through with Anthea. So thanks, Anthea.
0: Awesome.